Welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk about church planting, theology, and drink coffee. Welcome to another episode of Rugged Theology Podcast. I'm Adam Diamond. I am a church planner candidate with Malwin Mission. Woo! Right across from me, who just said, woo, we have. <laughs> My name is David Drover, and I am a ministry intern at Milan Mission. Hey. And I'm Matt Leahy. I'm a church planter with Milan Mission. <laughs> I almost forgot that part there. Yeah, it's Monday. It's a Monday. It's, it's Monday. a Monday morning. So, guys, a uh, bit of a different episode here. We wanted to talk about, we've, we've talked about our summer internships, and we've had, you know, we've had Curtis on, we've had Ben on, Jasmine, who was with us last year. Um, but we do offer different types of internships, and one of those is actually what Dave would find himself in now, a ministry intern. So let's talk about that a bit this morning. So guys, what makes a ministry internship different from just your regular summer internship? No, I mean, I think, I think one of the, I mean, the primary, one of the primary differences between like a ministry internship and say summer is that it's, we've always kind of said from the start that Mile One will offer kind of more short term, like four to six months, year, two year internships. Um, and the ministry internships are kind of those more long term um, internships where things are more serious, where you're really pursuing um, the call to ministry, yeah, yeah. whether that's to eventually be a church planner or to be a part of a church planting team or whatever that is. Um, so it's, it's, it's a little bit more intense, um, a little bit more focused and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's basically a ministry internship is kind of like you're, you're here pursuing a call to ministry, Mm -hmm. um, but you're still kind of being discipled. You're still growing. You're still figuring out what that looks like, um, while having the huge privilege and blessing of serving, um, in a local church for us as Calvary Baptist or, um, you know, church plants like KCC or whatever, um, so that's how I would kind of summarize it, I guess, is that it's kind of that more long-term, more intentional um, internship process. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone who has to come to Marwin, or not has, who everyone who comes to Marwin Mission has to intern at some level, right? Because we, I mean, we've made podcasts about how different Newfoundland is, and I can only imagine what it's like. You know, Matt, you found it hard enough coming here from... What, seven years in Australia? Yeah, that's right. Seven years. So I had to pretty much relearn my culture. Yes, bye. Yeah, hey, bye. <laughs> so, right? how, so how many years did you actually grow up here in Newfoundland? Uh, well, six, seven years, right? But that's all because my parents... I am were, so disappointed already that right? you don't even know how long you grew up here. It's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> No, listen, it's only because my, my parents were divorced when I was uh, quite young, and so I spent the majority of my life up on the mainland. Uh, but my dad is from, you know, here on the East Coast, and my mom is from the West Coast. So uh, just by virtue of what happened at a young age, I, yeah, I grew up mainly in Ontario. But then my parents tried to get back together in 2000, and so we moved back home, and it was then that, yeah. You experienced how beautiful Newfoundland really was. Oh, so good. Beautiful here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so as a ministry, I mean, obviously, I mean, one major difference is the amount of time we spend here, right? Um, so we've heard insights from, and I'll give my own because, you know, I was a ministry intern up up until like About last, a month, ago, last month, yeah. yeah. 
when you know we officially said, yeah, I'm now a church planner candidate because I did come to Mile One Mission wanting to plant a church. Mm-hmm. So that was my goal, as I felt God calling me to. Uh, but obviously, in that amount of time, we experience a lot more of what happens around the office, a lot more of the day 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 to day life of the church of the ministry. So, and Matt, you've you've been here almost since the beginning as well. So, what what kind of what kind of things have you guys experienced in that that longer internship process? I mean, it's been a wide variety, to be honest. Um, I mean, especially too. So, just for everybody listening to know, kind of where how long I've been around with Mile One Mission. Um, I was attending Calvary Baptist when Mile One Mission kind of first, um, when Steve kind of first pitched it to the church um, and cast a vision for it. Um, and then about a year after that, I became the first um, summer intern, and I did two summers with them and did school um, basically through Mile One slash Union School of Theology um, in Wales. And now after I finished my schooling, I became a ministry intern that was kind of more long-term. So I've been around and experienced a lot and it's, um, I mean, it's been really great for me, but I guess starting at that ministry intern phase, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been, it's been a crazy journey. I mean, to think back that I can remember having our first, um, day out at Matt's home, for instance, in Kilbride where me and him just kind of sat down and said, so how are we going to start thinking about planning this church? Right. And that's kind of what, well, I mean, it's what my old mission is all about. So it goes from there to now we're in these new offices where we've got, you know, hopefully we're thinking of starting church plant number two. We've got KCC having um, a Bible study every week where people are coming from the community. Which is amazing. It is. And, and you know, along with that, too, not just in church planning, but even in uh, the ministry of Calvary Baptist Church. I mean, I've I've been serving in the music ministry for a long time, but since being an intern, I've gotten to... Um, for instance, lead lead the music at Calvary. I've gotten to, um, well, we've all been able to preach. We've um, all been a part of different ministries. Like me and Adam have started doing a young adult ministry, getting some experience there with the church. Uh, Matt did a bit of youth ministry with the church and stuff like that. So there's just so many different um, experiences and avenues that you can kind of explore in ministry and be discipled in in ministry too. Um, as as you join and do a ministry internship at Model One, there's a lot of different plates spinning, but I think it's really helpful because if you're here to figure out your call to ministry and, and live that out and feel what that is, then, I mean, you're going to need to know what it's like to, you know, do ministry with seniors, what it's like to do ministry mm-hmm. with young adults, what it's like to do music ministry or Sunday service ministry or what it's like to preach and all these different things. Yeah, because if, if we want to be lead pastors, lead planters, you know, whatever you want to call us, we don't just get to pick the type of people we want to minister to, right? Like, you're not just a youth pastor. You're not just a children's pastor or what, whatever it be. Like, you are the lead guy, so anything that happens comes to you, right? So that's, that's a good balance. And actually, I remember that uh, picture of you and Matt sat down at this little little desk <laughs> in Matt's basement when you guys Ooh. first met. And that was before I started, but I, I had met you guys, so I was following my own mission. I remember seeing that picture and being super stoked that you guys were actually starting something. You were doing something in the city that, you know, at least you were doing something because the city obviously needs something. Uh, Matt, what kind of things have you experienced around the office and helping prepare you for ministry? Well, I think one of the deeper truths that you got to wrestle with when it comes to doing ministry in Newfoundland is that Newfoundland's not like the mainland. 
Newfoundland is not like Quebec. It's not like Nova Scotia. It's not like New Brunswick. It's not like Ontario and every other province. It's, it's, it's its own unique culture. It's diverse. It has a lot of history in it. Um, it's, it's Canada's youngest province, but yet it's its oldest province, right? There's a lot of history here. And so one of the things that I've really appreciated about coming into mile one is having a, a, a bunch of guys and girls who know the culture, who know it, the history, who know that it's it's a different outlook in downtown as it is in Kilbride, as it is in Shea Heights, as it is in Airport Heights. It's these little subcultures within a larger culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that could be said for anywhere you go, but you know, speaking within context of Newfoundland, it's, you just, you can't parachute in here without any understanding of the culture or any, uh, understanding of, of the people, you know, what they've gone through for the past, you know, 80, 90 years from being literally its own country to coming into confederation with Canada to now being part of, you know, part of Canada. And so there's pains, there's hurts, there's hangups, and, and so, yeah, like I said, I, I really just appreciated the fact that there's a bunch of people here that uh, love Newfoundland, love St. John's, and want to see the gospel expand here. And yet they also bring this experience that they can, you know, train you up and expose you to that you might otherwise not have if you were to come here, you know, independently or, or on your own kind of thing. Well, yeah. take, for example, even that's if you were to parachute into Kilbride, and not knowing Kilbride has never had a church. Yeah, right. You could be very disappointed in the fact that you have one person for a Bible mm. study some nights, which, which we've had. We, some nights we've had one person show up. But when you look at the fact, okay, now I know my community has never had a church in it. One person? Thank you, God. Like, thank you, God, for that one person that no, you, were, right. you were speaking to that person. Because mm-hmm. you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Or let's take the downtown area multiple failed church plants mm-hmm. two within the last year so anyone that goes downtown now is going to have to know that if you just if someone just came from away and they just say yeah i'm just starting a church downtown no research you you wouldn't realize the amount of hurt the amount of distrust that you might have to deal with down there because church people have started up churches in the last couple of years and they've just failed yeah mm-hmm. so that's what i really appreciated about you know uh, so uh, unlike uh, Dave and Adam, if I, if I can say this, when I came back to Newfoundland, I knew that I wanted to plant churches. I, I knew what the Lord was calling me to. And so I had a bit of a different perspective than, let's say, even Dave might as he's now navigating, you know, is the Lord calling me to plant? Is he calling me to do this or that? Um, and so lost my train of thought. Dude. It's okay. oh, man. <laughs> it's, a it's a Monday. It's a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think one thing that kind of touching off what you were talking about a little bit about before and even just like, you know, coming here and how it's so different. Um, it reminded me of another part of, I think, the ministry internship. Um, and I mean, same thing with church plant, like church planter or whatever position you have at Mile One. One thing we're big about is giving people opportunities. And that's not always opportunities just to succeed but also to fail. Oh, um, yeah. 
and not and when I say that we're not thinking. I mean, we 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 understand that you know maybe not every church plant will succeed, mm-hmm. but particularly when it comes to different aspects of ministry, um, there is a little bit of where you can kind of sometimes be thrown into something and expected to fail. And but that's that's part of doing ministry is knowing how to deal with failure. It's knowing how to um, you know know that your identity is not in succeeding or, or doing well or whatever it is, but that is in Christ. So I think that's just something too, like even when it comes to people coming in and, you know, like coming to Newfoundland, it's, it's okay if people come here and then, you know, they don't always have it right, right out of the get go. Like, it's okay if, you know, they, they do something, you know, that, I don't know, maybe makes a Newfoundlander less loyal to, to a person or something to that effect. Right. Like, so Adam, how about yourself? Yeah, so I've I've had a bit of a journey here. So when I came, when I even started my internship, so I'd say for the first, goodness, I'd say almost six months, I was really, we'll say withdrawn. And not that I didn't trust you guys, but it was just so different for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, coming from a, a Pentecostal background into a Baptist church and then working with the majority of guys who are, Calvinist and yeah, we're foreign Baptist church. And then and me and me coming from a you know, Armenian egalitarian church background, grew up in it. Man, it was it was hard. It was hard, but I I learned very quickly. And Steve, you know, was there for me when when he when I needed him to be. You know, assured me that you know I was I was already a part of the team. Like I didn't have to prove myself or anything. And it took a little while for that to sink in. But now this year, it's I think it's really shown itself that, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm part of the team. And, you know, for anyone listening, no, I am no longer Arminian. I'm not fully Calvinist, but I'm kind of in between there. You're on a journey. I'm on a journey. We'll put it that way. And uh, I am now a complementarian. I wouldn't say I'm egalitarian at all anymore. Um, but other than that, it's also the leadership lessons, like how to manage, you know, yourself, how to manage like you said earlier, Dave, multiple spinning plates, mm-hmm. multiple projects we have. Um, we each kind of found our role, especially over COVID. Like I take on a lot of our social media now. So I, do, I take a day to develop our images and to promote stuff on Facebook. Dave, you do a lot of the liturgy and for, for Calvary Baptist and our, uh, our newsletter from All One Mission. Uh, Matt is obviously, obviously preoccupied with his church plant. Other than that, it's also I, I look forward to like our Monday mornings, our debrief after the service. Yeah, you know I I preach yesterday, and it's good to come in and have guys who are going to have your back, but are also going to tell you if you if you dropped a bomb or something like mm-hmm. if you totally bombed that you failed it. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. It's a good place like you said to fail, uh, but you can fail well. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a key here. And learn how to fail well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you know, interning we we shall. Be willing to grow, especially coming to a new culture, yeah. a new place. Yeah. Um. Something too. I'm just curious too, because I mean, I think it'll probably be helpful for people listening. Um, you said now that you've you're kind of on this journey, from, like, theological journey. I mean, you even mentioned that now you're you're a complementarian and no longer egalitarian and stuff like that. Um, and we don't need necessarily. I'm sure there will be a future podcast on what those terms mean. 
But for the sake of people listening and people who might even be thinking of coming here, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, like, would you be able to expand a little bit more? Like, when when you've been here, I mean, obviously you've been surrounded by a lot of other people who think, you know, kind of, um, you know, most of us are on a more similar path when you started than yeah. what you were. You were kind of a little bit more different theologically. But as you've done the internship, like, how has that process, how has that journey been? Like, do you feel as if your coworkers, like, the guys around this table, Steve, like, has, have you ever felt like you've been almost forced to, to change or like, like, how has that journey been? I just, I'm just wondering, like, could you unpack that a little bit more? Maybe just cause I mean, maybe there is somebody out there who's thinking, well, I'm an egalitarian, but I don't want to just go and be, you know, indoctrinated and become. Yeah. That wasn't the case at all. Um, actually I can remember cause I, I struggled with it. You know, I, I came on board and Steve basically gave this, you know, Pentecostal boy a chance. And, uh, but, if I was going to continue with Model One, that's something I had to struggle with. As a church planter, I would have to be able to actually, you know, sign off on our our statement of beliefs, you know, our our doctrine, and uh, so that's something I struggle with. If this is where God is leading me to, then I need to really figure this out. So it's not that Model One is saying you need to change; it's that this is where we stand on these subjects, mm-hmm. and now take it as you right. Like, yeah, and you guys. Never forced me. Steve never forced me. Multiple conversations with Steve. It was always, you know, I'm not here to make you into something, but I want you to know what you believe mm-hmm. and where that leads you to. Like, you know, as long as you can defend yourself and know the pros and cons of that from from Scripture and the you know where you stand. Like Steve was happy, mm-hmm. but I think, and I even went to Steve very early on, and this was last winter before. Uh, Last last winter, I think, yeah, before things get really got really busy, I asked Steve if I could take an afternoon or a couple hours uh, a week to just read through some of his theology books and see that different perspective. And I took that time, and no one, no one forced me. There was no noose around my neck or anything like that saying, you know, you have to do this. But just knowing that if I wanted to move forward, I would have to see if, if this is somewhere that I can land, right? And I think more so just it, this just brought out a lot of beliefs I already had mm-hmm. and just help me refine them more, right? Take, for example, you know, loss of salvation. I questioned that highly anyways, even being in a, you know, in Arminian, which basically means you believe in loss of salvation background. I, I highly doubted the whole rededicate your life to Christ thing. So this gives, this gave me a safe place to just more refine my beliefs and find out where I landed. Mm-hmm. And it was by no means an easy journey at all, but I can get into that another time. But no, I was never forced. I was never said you have to be this. It's you know find out where you, where you land, and you know you can keep working with us basically. And I can remember when Steve said, "Yeah, we'll keep you for another year." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's <laughs> great." And uh, but no, it's uh, it's been a great journey and mm. stretching in a lot of ways, but in, in good ways, right? Yeah, and that's true for you know me and Matt as well. I mean, I think there's a great, okay, well, Matt's shaking his head. So maybe Matt doesn't grow. He already knows everything. <laughs> but <laughs> there's the one that comes from away, right? Yeah, exactly, right? He's not a Newfoundlander. <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but I think there is a real, really good point that you were talking about, even in your own journey, Adam, that like, and I feel it too, and I'm sure everybody else has who's, who's worked here, that the goal, one of the things that you get from coming to Mile One Mission, it's not that you know, we're trying to make everyone believe the same things or anything like that, but we're, we're challenged to 
back up what we believe mm-hmm. and we're encouraged to learn where we are, you know, we, we do book club. We have a book study where we go through different books and talk about it. Um, you know, we just chat about theology, you know, sometimes throughout the week or whatever. And it really does push you and challenge you to open up the Bible and say, well, I believe this because this is what I think the Bible says. And here's where it says it, right? It's, it's, it's no longer just, oh, I, I believe that because, well, it's just I, I do. Yeah, right? Then you're, you're challenged one, to... There was one chapter in um, we're Brothers We're Not Professionals by John Piper. And me and you were both like... Uh, I don't know if I agree with John on this one. And then Steve helped us work it out, mm-hmm. right? But like we were, we were both on the same page. Like, yeah, I don't know if I'm with John here. And then we yeah. talked about the, the ramifications of it, right? Yeah. So that that was great. Like it was also like we don't you don't have to believe everything, but you're going to be challenged as to why you don't believe it or why you don't agree with it, right? Mm-hmm. And That's a good thing. as interns, like you know, we have the mentality that if it's you know, we're going to follow whatever we think the Bible really says. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what we're here to, to learn and study and grow. And But so as interns, like we, we've talked a lot about in the office, what's good, the training, the leadership, all that. Uh, but what about the practical side about that? Like what kind of things have we been involved in outside of these office walls? Well, I'll speak for myself. Um, one of the things that I really struggled with was uh, before coming into Model 1 was uh, evangelism, if you will. And, you know, how do I word that? Hmm. Sharing your faith with people in general, sharing your testimony, be open, uh, get out of here, guys, (laughs) get out of here. (laughs) Let me start that over again. So one of the things that I really, uh, struggled with before coming into model one mission is, you know, justifying that I needed to share my faith with people. I know that's that's completely ridiculous. Like when you look at things like the Great Commission and when you look at, uh, you know, what, a, what we as Christians are called to do, uh, like we should with abundant joy just want to share our faith with people because if we really believe that that through Christ there's eternal life and that you know, only through him you'll find this life, then why are we not sharing it with people? But And I, I find, I found since coming into mile one, uh, kind of like what Adam was saying, there was that, or there is this atmosphere of go and do it. Just, just do it. And don't worry about if you're going to fail. Don't think about, you know, uh, is this person going to come to Christ when I, when I share my faith or, you know, are they going to come to church? It's just, just go and do it. And you know, and of course, this came with like a lot of prayer and self-evaluation and wrestling with why do I feel this way? Why why am I not sharing my faith? But, uh, you know, so I really appreciated just that practical side that, you know, Matt, if, if you're really called to be a church planter, then there should be no problem with sharing your faith with people in the community, right? Like that's, it almost feels like a, you know, a prerequisite to be a church planter, right? So, so give me an example. Well, there was uh, actually just right off the top of my head, there was this lady uh, about a month ago. I was out cleaning the car with my daughter, uh, my kids actually, and she came along and she had she was walking a puppy and my middle child absolutely loves dogs. And so she said, hey, can I pet your puppy? And the lady came over and 
you know, I just got to talking with her saying, hey, I'm a pastor here for a new church we're starting in Kilbride. Uh, how are you doing? How are you doing with COVID? And she basically unloaded on me about the struggles that she's having. Uh, you know, her brother is uh, has terminal cancer. And I said, listen, can I, can I just kind of pray for you? Mm-hmm. And and so although I didn't directly say, here here's my testimony, here's my uh, my journey of faith, uh, I, I got to show her that, you know, I cared for her, I prayed for her on the spot, and, uh, and, and so it was just a moment of vulnerability between us two, and, you know, um, yeah, it was good. That's, that's awesome, man, and uh, I love how you said, like, you know, we don't have to go back. You know, I got saved when I was five years old, you know. On this it, specific day, yeah, on this specific, right? In, yeah. in this church saying this <laughs> prayer, no, it's, it's not like that, you know, you, you can reference different parts of our lives and how God has moved to, mm. you know, basically talk to people to where they are right now. Yeah. Dave, what what have you, what kind of things have you done inside the office? Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, just to clarify too, a little bit with the, cause we're talking specifically about ministry internships. Um, part of the idea, I mean, me, Matt and Adam, we've, we've already said we're like, we've kind of been around from the start. So we've almost kind of done similar things for a lot, but the, the mm-hmm. model is basically that the ministry interns will go, um, out with church planters yep. and basically work as kind of their team for that neighborhood. Um, and, then and, and also anyone, sorry, but also yep. anyone that uh, comes in will be, you know, put on the team and be moved, you know, in, into the community, right? So they can be in, yeah. incarnational like the planter. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if that eventually means that the ministry intern either stays with the planter long term or, you know, discerns their own call to church plant themselves yep. and, you know, whatever, that's great. So, but just for the sake of speaking about, you know, how we've been being out in the community. So basically, Matt's the church planner for Kilbride. Mm-hmm. Um, and since it's been the three of us, me and Adam have kind of been his um, start of his, his core team. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, part of the stuff that we've done has been out in Kilbride. Like we've done last year, we did it's trunk or treat, right? Not trick or yeah, trunk. Tr- trunk, trunk or, or treat. treat. <laughs> trunk or treat. Trick or trunk. <laughs> trunk or treat. Trick or trick. No. Trick or <laughs> But yeah, like we've done stuff like that, like trunk or treat, where we like three of us have basically we've um, we I guess decorated our cars and and basically had candy and put them all in Matt's driveway so that just the kids around the neighborhood um, could come and kind of see a little bit extra something cool that they can remember um, and you know also just give some hot chocolate out to parents who who have walked by and they really appreciated that last year. But then year. there's a Mother's Day and the Father's Day thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah we you know so we've done things like um, giving out. Um, gift cards and flowers to mothers at Bid Goods at that's the local um, grocery store out near Kilbride and and me and Steve Bray were in uh, a, a grocery store in Rabbit Town which is Center City for anyone listening just up actually from where Calvary meets on Sundays yeah a completely different demographic mm-hmm. and then uh, other opportunities that we've had to, to be out in the community me and Adam where um, we formed a partnership with the local organization and the Rabbit mm-hmm. Town Community Center where basically we would help um, deliver food to the community center so the community center could then distribute food to needy families in the neighborhood, um, especially during these COVID times where people, you know, like schools got canceled, so that meant that kids needed meals and stuff yep. like that. Um, so just lots of opportunities to be serving. And then we have, you know, Teen Challenge Chapels, a Women's Addiction Center. I think people have already mentioned that in previous podcasts, but being able to do chapel services for them and chapel services for the local Christian schools and it's all just there's so much stuff that's going on and it's so so cool to be a part of yeah, it. So, so much to be involved the Kilbride in Bible study too. Mm. Right? But right. um sorry Adam. 
Yeah, no, it's just so much for us to be involved in. You know, it's not just inside these four walls. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's also, you know, coffees, being with people from the church, doing discipleship, but yeah. it's also doing that ministry in the community, whether it be giving moms uh, roses and a gift card. And uh, I know you guys had different demographic and bid goods, but man, up in Rabbit Town, it's, it's a hard area for anyone. If you ever visit and you want to see a hard area of the city, that's, that's one of the hard areas. Mm-hmm. And just see him, just the faces of some of the ladies, they're just light up and like, why are you doing this? Or some would immediately cross themselves from their Catholic background and just spill on you their story. Did that happen to you guys as well? When the crossing? Made, made the cross, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. for real. Okay. Yeah, we I didn't know that. Because it happened to us, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> and so if anyone listening, yeah, there's a big Roman Catholic, Roman Catholic presence here, which uh, I said in previous podcasts, I'm adjusting to because you go outside the eastern part of our province to more central and western, and it's not as, it's, it's not as prominent, right? You have much more um, evangelical churches prominent there. Yeah, our you, you get a lot out of these internships. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've learned I've come leaps and bounds. I think from when I've started. Yeah. Oh, I think we all have. I mean, just think about where we've all been over the past year. It's it's pretty remarkable. Um, and you know, I think like it's got. I think it should be said too. I mean, part of the reason why all this works is because the core leadership team here at Milo Mission is just so dedicated to pouring into young men and young women, well, not even necessarily young, but just other people um, Mm -hmm. and discipling them. Like we've got like Jen Winger, we've got Steve Bray and Steve Daw who just pour themselves out to disciple others and to, you know, to foster that culture of growth and learning and service. So yeah, they've um, they've all been instrumental basically, I think in all of our training Yeah, and you know, how people perceive us, you know, how um, the words we use, how to be careful about that, how to, you know, focus on what's most important in team meetings uh you know for me not to always make a cheesy pun whenever i see the opportunity <laughs> but sometimes hold that in uh you know it's 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 great but it's just training you and I, man i gotta say you brought up jen like i appreciate jen so much mm-hmm. this time she's really helped yep. me see things like you know okay if you want to be a lead pastor or an elder now here's here's what people are going to see and i'm like oh man i never thought about that before yeah and that's i think i think that's been a huge part of all of like Jen, Steve, and Steve, is they they really help us to think pastorally. Absolutely. And right. you don't always do that, right? No, no. Well, guys, we're coming up on that half hour mark. Actually, we're, we are 31 minutes in, which is still great. So uh, thank you so much for telling us about your experience as a in- ministry intern from Mawin Mission. Uh, you're, here, you're here at the end, but if you are interested in applying coming to intern, uh, serving with us a lot more long-term, then hit us up on our website and, you know, f- apply for that application. Hit us up at info at mileonemission.ca as well if you, if you have any more questions. So thanks for listening, and we'll be back again next week. You have been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is a podcast of Mile One Mission. If you'd like to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland, please visit us at www.mileonemission.ca.